Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Through the Faith. I'm your host, Alyssa Hensley, and I'm so excited you're here today. I hope everyone had a great holiday season, and as we get back to work or as we get back to school, um, let us just have faith and peace in this new year that God will provide as he always does. Today, um, I'm kind of wanting to start out the new year or a couple days after the new year with an episode about how the enemy attacks. And my first episode, I talked about fear and, and how, you know, the enemy attacks you through that. But he can also attack you from, you know, different angles that you never thought would be possible. So here's a little personal story for me. This happened, I think, last week. I ordered this ring from a Christian website and it had God is love on it and it was really cute and I was looking forward to it so I was going home so I shipped it home and come to find out it got stolen in the mail I got the package and it was ripped open and I was like what the heck why would somebody do that and I was like mad at first and angry and then God put something on my heart that I thought was really odd but also it made sense He was like, you know, maybe they needed it more than you because of what it said on it. God is love. And I thought about it and I was like, well, still, like, why? It's a small little bag, like, but it says, you know, it said something on the bag that was related to God. It was faith. And I wondered if somebody who was angry at God or angry at, you know, Christianity or something, you know, was like, I'm going to take this ring because this person doesn't deserve it. And I find that as I was going through that in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's really mean. I got angry again and God's like, wait, no, 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 no. This is not what I wanted you to get from this. It's that, yes, the enemy attacks people, but he also attacks like how they act and stuff like that. So I think that if we spread more love this next year, spreading love is something that can be easy if you really really think about it instead of getting angry at somebody hear them out first and kind of try to work out a solution so that your actions you know constitute that you like them or that you love them because you can feel a certain way about somebody but the bit of difference in christianity is that if you feel some way about somebody you can still act nice you know what i mean actions are different than your thoughts I mean, your thoughts can result in actions, but most of the time you can think of a certain way, but then you know what the right thing is to do and you you act in a certain way that's a good way. So I think that that person, if they just, maybe they needed it for somebody as a gift because they didn't have money or whatever it is, I think that, you know, maybe I wasn't supposed to have it, maybe they were. So it was kind of like not a total enemy attack, but I think that He attacks in those ways as well by stealing things that are related to God or related to the word at all. So um, attacking others is another thing that, you know, we can tell other people when they feel like, you know, when they feel under attacked, we can tell them, hey, like, this is normal if you're a Christian. If you're doing things for God, if you're serving the kingdom, yes, you're going to be a target for the enemy. Yes, he's going to want to take you down and he'll do it in any way possible. Even if it seems crazy to you, he will do it. And actually, we can control that. 
which kind of sounds crazy, but in our minds, we can. We can say, well, that's not from God. I'm not going to even consider that. And we can move on from it. And you're like saying, oh my gosh, really? I can do that. I can be free from that. Yes. And it just kind of relates back to Genesis when he talks about when the Lord, you know, created the earth, created the Garden of Eden. And then, you know, he told Adam he needs a, you know, a woman to support him and things like that. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But, and he creates Eve. And they're in the Garden of Eden. And, the, you know, it's a famous story. But, you know, the enemy is in the form of a snake. And he starts to question Eve about how God was like, you can't eat from this. You can eat from any tree in this whole freaking place. But you can't eat from this one tree. And she's like, okay. And then she was she was fine with it. She had no doubts about it. She was believing God because why not? It's God. Why wouldn't you believe God? So he starts to question her and he puts doubt in her mind about, well, are you sure God said you can't eat from this tree? Are you sure that he told you you can touch it or take an apple from it or whatever it was? And she was like, well, I don't know. We can't be like that, which I'm not trying to hate on Eve or anything, but we all do it. You know, we know what's right, but sometimes if it's tempting to say yes to something we know we shouldn't, we kind of weigh the options. And hopefully most of the time you pick the way that God wants you to act or the way that God wants you to think or whatever it is. But sometimes it's so en- it's enticing to take the other way or take a, cu- a shortcut. You know what I mean? Um, cheat on a test or, you know, try to work your way around doing something to get to something else. So even this case, you know, disobeyed and sin, you know, corrupted the world and blah, blah, blah. And it's not just the woman's fault. I know all men are like, oh my gosh, it's the woman's fault. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's a team effort. <laughs> but some scripture that I found that was related to enemy attacks, and they can come, like I said, in all forms. But in John ten ten, it says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy and Jesus has come that he may have life that they may have life excuse me have it to the full so this is Jesus talking but he says I have come that they might have life and have it to the full so I think that in many ways we can get caught up in lies like I talked about many times with fear fear is a liar and for a reason we have to pray to God and say take these fears from my life and replace them with your truth and we can use that lesson in this one because when the enemy attacks you you must pray that's the only way really you can get out of a situation in your mind that you're panicking or um, that you're afraid or whatever it is enemy attacks are fearful I, I get it like they're they're scary people some people haven't experienced it I mean they may have a God kind of protected them from it, or they just didn't notice it. They just kind of flitted it away, but that's an enemy attack, and they come in all forms, and I'm trying to preach upon this more because um, they're becoming more and more frequent when our world is turning more anxious. We have a very anxious world. I'm pretty sure most people know that, but we do. People choose the what-if route or the spiral route, and I'm not saying that that's not a, you know, It is a bad choice, but it's not something that, like, you can just master if you get in the habit of doing it. So my 
gift or the way I deal with, you know, anxiousness is talking to God about it, saying, being honest with him and saying, I feel like I'm getting attacked over here. I need some help. Like this is what's happening or I feel weak in this area or whatever it is. Be honest with God about it because that's one of the things that you can use to your advantage that the enemy doesn't have on you. The enemy has no connection to God. And also, why would we believe what the enemy says? A lot of the times I feel, and I talked about this with comparison too, but I know like in my mind you have that, that's, that voice in your head that says you can't do this or you can't do that or you're making the wrong choice or all this stuff and it causes you to overthink. That's also the enemy. Overthinking is the enemy too. And yes, I'm putting a lot of negativeness on the enemy, but it's true. He is the root of all evil. And if we, you know, start to listen, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where we're like, oh my gosh, why am I here? And we're starting to question ourselves. So before, you know, you get to that point, pray, come to God. I made that mistake so many times in my life where I'm like, okay, I'll deal with it myself. I'll try to figure it out through my mind. I'll go through every, you know, avenue that I need to, to figure it out. It's not going to work. You're going to come back to the same conclusion and your mind's still going, okay, what did I say? (laughs) So come to God with it. Pray. Thank him for listening and also thank him for everything he's done in your life. Because as we know, friend, God has pulled us through or over or under whatever you want to say, through mountains. He moves them. And if we have the smallest mustard seed of faith, we'll be able to move them too. Right now, it may not seem like it, but Jesus is working. And he says that to us. Right now, you may not realize what I'm doing, but you will. And I've had many of those, you know, circumstances in my life where I later realized that makes sense. If I had only gotten that earlier, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have taken this long for it to sink in. But don't think of it like that. Think of it as God was trying to work every kink out in you. He knows what's going to happen. He knows how you're going to start acting or how you're going to start feeling before you even do. Trust him with it, that he'll bring you through it because he knows what's happening and he knows what's going to happen in the future or in whatever it is. So trust him with it. Um, Also, don't fight without the presence of God. That might sound weird, but like don't fight through your battles without God's strength. Because you may think in your mind, okay, I can't do this um, on my own, in my own strength. Like, I, I, you get fearful and you get anxious about that, too, where I can't do this without God, oh God. Or I can't do this without, um, you know, more strength or more support or more of this. No, you just need God in your life. You need to invite him into that spot and say, okay, I'm going to talk to you about this. Give me your strength, Lord. Lend me your strength to get this done or lend me your strength to, you know, give love to this person that hurt me or, you know, just anything. Ask him and believe that you received it, which sounds odd. I know I always think that verse is not odd. I say odd a lot, but that verse is so important because if we don't believe what we're praying, that God will fix it or God will do it, he's not going to do it because we don't believe it. Faith is believing without seeing. And that's the key to faith, is that when things aren't still going or things still aren't changing, we still have to pray. We still have to believe that eventually God will fix it or in a way bring us through it. Maybe he won't fix it. 
ever think about that maybe he won't fix it which is kind of like oh god why what why he why won't he fix it well there's something better for you that you need to learn from the situation that you need to go through it i have been through a time or two where that has happened and i get frustrated honestly i get frustrated because i'm like i don't want to go through this can i just like i said before can i go around it but i learned something from it in the end and you have to be gracious because if you're gracious and not angry about it you'll learn much more and you'll be out of the woods in no time. In Deuteronomy one forty-two, it says, And the Lord said to me, Say to them, Do not go up nor fight, for I am not among you. And that one goes with the last thing I said, where don't fight without the presence of God. Because if we go and try to attack our enemies without God, nothing is going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work out in our favor because most time we act in selfishness when we're trying to fight for ourselves or we're trying to fight for our cause or we're trying to, you know, win an argument. You know, most of the time we get, we get selfish and we get angry instead of being persuasive. That's what I was looking for. And I think that most of the time when we get into a debate, we think we have to scream and yell to try to get our point across. We don't. There's a difference between screaming and yelling and being persuasive. So with God, though, he can say, okay, address this this way. Address and talk to this person this way. And it'll come across better. I see so many times where, you know, customer service, I like, I'm going through a store or something. And I'm not trying to yell at these people. I'm just saying this happens. And I've probably been there myself. But they go to the counter and they're so upset about this thing. Like, it's out of their control, of course. That's why they get upset which I get that completely, but, you know, they come to the person, and this person has nothing to do with their order. They didn't even process their order. They didn't do anything wrong. They're just receiving it because she works for the company, or he or she works for the company or something, and they're just, like, screaming and yelling at this person, and either they're not going to scream back, or they might scream back, or they're not, but most of the time, they get angry, too, because they're being yelled at for something they didn't do, and then they feel attacked, and it's like, oh, my lord, do not go that, do not go that route. (laughs) just try to be patient with people patience is a virtue if you are patient with people you will get stuff done so much faster and you know that comes god is patience too he's love he's mercy he's also patience if we work with god if we follow god and try to fight our battles with god People will respond in a different, weird way. And they're like, why is that person so kind? Why is that person so patient? Why is that person so nice? You know, all this stuff's happening in this world and they're just sitting there like, smiley. You know? (laughs) Because it's joy we find in following Christ. And in Jeremiah 119, it says, They will fight against you because they won't. They will fight against you, but they will not overcome you. For I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. So in times, especially, loneliness is a factor that has become very popular with the generation. People are like, I feel lonely. I feel sad. I feel depressed. And that might be, you know, a chemical imbalance, and that's different. But when people feel alone, that they either don't have a significant other, they don't have a lot of friends, or they, because they feel like they're not good enough. It starts with you. It starts with a person. It starts with how you feel about yourself and if you're willing enough to put yourself out there. So remind, I'm trying to remind you that 
Jesus is your friend too. And if you want friends, like pray to him about it. Say, Lord, I, I'm not liking how I'm feeling right now. And I know my feelings don't connect to my faith for you because feelings in my faith are different. I may feel a certain way, but I know I believe in you. Tell him that. And keep praying it and thanking him for the life he's given you. No matter where you are in your life, just remember that you're never alone. God fights for you. And I can, I'm a very credible source. I, he fights for you. Trust me, he does. And he wants to, wants you to know too, to believe the best in yourself. And that's the number one thing with your whole life is that you should believe in the best in yourself. If you did your best, if you did right by people, believing the best in yourself will come naturally. And that's something that like I need to work on too, where I, you know, I handle a, handle a thing, you know, I'm president of a, my tennis club at my college and I handle something a certain way and then I try to go back and reanalyze it later. I'm like, did I handle that right? Did I do this? And that's overthinking too. And I try to stop myself before I do it because now I know. But before I was like, okay, did I do that right? Did I say that right? Was that too mean? Did I miss this? And I was just like, I always cover my bases. So why would I doubt myself now? Um, in Ephesians 6.11, put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. This is one of the most important verses that, you know, and final verses that I'm going to hone in on today because, you know, the schemes of the devil are many, especially in this world, in this culture today, where I know I talk about culture a lot, but I just, it's not that I hate culture. It's just, I got sucked in at an early age and then I had to pull myself out of it and it was hard. You know, I got into the hype of, okay, you have to be this certain size or, and that was more of when I was like 10 through 15 age. Nowadays, it's more, you know, relaxed and, you know, generalized and you don't have to be a certain size, you know, according to culture or magazines or whatever. But that's kind of the time I was going through and it was just hard for me to get out of it. So I try to hone in on culture because it's so important to remove yourself from it and follow God. Culture isn't the truth. It's also lies from, you know, people that don't really know what's going on, but they're just trying to get through their life because they don't know God. If they knew God, they wouldn't have to give advice about life. Like if you read a self-help book and it's just based on a person's opinion, that's great. Like great for them, but it's not going to help you find your purpose or get out of loneliness or anything like that or, you know, advance your work or advance your job or whatever it is. Coming to God, you know, and talking to him about it and praying and praying and praying, he will come through. Or if he doesn't come through in the way that you want, he'll come through in a different way that's better for you. And I promise you that. So I wrote down this quote, and I don't know if it's already made up or whatever, but I wrote it. I don't, I haven't seen it anywhere, but um, it says, the more I believe the best in myself, the more mentally tough I become especially when we're under attack. Um, I think that we need mental toughness. A lot of people in this day and age do not have mental toughness at all. You know, they don't believe the best in themselves. They don't think that they're worth anything or they overthink about things or they think about the what ifs too much. That's Those four things are things we need to cut out of our lives. If that's our issue or not issue, but if that's what we're going through, we need to cut those things out and it will take work. It'll take mindfulness. It'll take, you know, just praying 
with, I'm telling you, praying is the solution to a lot of problems that you're having. Once we give it to God, he works it out for our good. What the enemy meant for evil, he will turn it for good. And I believe that. So the more mentally tough we become, the more we can, you know, escape the schemes of the devil and, you know, escape the attacks from the enemy and be able to free ourselves from them.